go. Hello, my friends. Hello, my life warriors, wherever you are. Welcome to the Day In, Day Out podcast. Woo! Today on episode <laughs> 279, I'm very lucky to have Kurt Johnson on the podcast. He is a former pro fighter, firefighter, and yes, he is the director uh, uh, and founder of One Body London. My God, how are you today, sir? I am well, thank you, sir. Thank you very much for having me on your fantastic podcast, Miva. It's it really is much appreciated. Thank you. I'm happy to have you here. But you know what? This is the thing. You are, when I say, yeah, former pro fighter, former firefighter, you have, how can I say, had your fingers in one or two pies along the way when it comes to the realm of experience. Oh, I don't know what I appreciate you saying that. I, I, th- I think it's quite interesting, actually, when people. You know, nowadays they say, oh, about being very, very niche and, and, and you know, doing one thing and jack of all trades, master of none. I mean, that's been cut down that sentence anyway. But I have always been of the opinion that trying to get yourself or aiming to get yourself quite well versed and quite strong in different areas is, uh, is really important. And, and that's definitely or certainly how I've tried to how I've tried to live. So no, I appreciate you saying that. Okay, so what did bring on that sort of mindset of getting like quite versed in like many different things? Because like plumbing, construction, nightclub security, uh, per- like clothes protection, that is quite a jump right there, you know? Yeah, do you know what? It's, I would say it, it possibly, uh, probably a couple of things actually. I think it stems back to, to martial arts. I think it stems mm-hmm. back to to um, that book I mentioned, the Tao of Jeet Kune Do, I think it stems back to always wanting to just explore those different possibilities. And maybe if I'm being actually really honest, a bit of, I don't know if ego is the word, but, but thinking I know I can, I can, if something's untested, I don't want to leave. I always want to try these things and try and, if I've got weaknesses, try and exploit them, you know? So if I feel like I'm weak in an area, then I'd always want to, you know, try and find a way of getting stronger at it. And that might mean, you know, for example, with the, with the construction element, you know, I didn't, I wanted to make sure that I could fix things and, and build things and do things. And I went and did that. And, um, you know, dealing uh, with regards to emergencies in the last job that I had, that was, uh, that was quite interesting as well. And then moving into the medical field, so I moved into the medical field. So yeah, a part of that as well, just trying to be well-versed. Trying mm. to be well-versed. well-versed indeed. Like, so, I have to ask, like, with regards to your, like, there was a large chapter of your life where you were in the fire brigade, like, London Fire Brigade. Yeah. Like, what got you there? Because, yeah, it's like pro fighter to fire brigade. Come on now. Do you know what, mate? I, 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 so I did both at the same time, roughly. I was, I was 18. No, what was I? Was was I 18? No, I was 19 when I joined the fire brigade. So, do you know what? My mum suggested it. My mum suggested it. So yeah, I was young and my mum just randomly said it one day and then it just absolutely stuck with me. You know, when you look into something, you're like, oh, do you know what? I actually really, really would love to do that. I think it fitted me. I think it suited me. It suited the lifestyle that I wanted to have. Yeah. And the idea of doing it was just unbelievable to me. And uh, I remember I went to a station. I was very kind, very kind of a guy, actually. Chris, his name, won't forget it. He let me in, he showed me around and uh, yeah, really helped me out. And from there, mate, I was hooked. And 
honestly, they were probably the best best years of my life. They were well, some of the best years of my life. They were great. They really were great. Okay, like so, with like getting into the fire brigade, what did, what would you say was a, like one of the lessons you picked up when you first were there? Oh, a lesson. Yeah, a lesson when I first joined. Do you know what? It was a big, a big hit to my um, it. I'd say not a big hit to my ego. What's the word I'm gonna give? It was a big dose of reality. So I, at, at the it, and it was exactly what I needed. Actually, it was really what I needed. So at the time, I was in, in you know when you're in your friendship group, like 18, 19 year olds. You know, I, I've never been uh, an immature person. I'd happily say that. But do you know what? Meanwhile, joining that job and working with guys that were all older than you the guys were like in their 30s 40 and mm. i started off when you start off you are just bang <laughs> at the bottom <laughs> you know? and i'm more than happy to do that I'm, I'm i'm very humble i'm more than happy i know i know my place i know where to start i know that i've got to do this stuff but yeah mm. it was a big um certainly you go from being particularly at the training center for the four months you go from being working out to be like a big fish in a small pond to then hit in the real world. So in the training center, I won the award or whatever. But when you get to the station, you're just a, you know, a, a nobody who's never been in a real fire before. That's all you are. And, uh, that, and, and that was brilliant. It was amazing. Honestly, it was great. Again, the sort of young pup uh, punishment uh, along the way. Yeah. Or humbling, as they say. <laughs> ah. Oh, my Lord. So, okay. So what would you say was one of like one of the biggest lessons you learned coming out of the fire brigade coming out of the fire brigade yeah lessons do you know what as in something from the as in something that I could take from the fire brigade experience or something from leaving the fire brigade like it could be something you can take from the fire brigade or it could be say something you take from leaving the fire brigade you know what? I would say, uh, I would say that things change pretty quick, and that life goes on. And mm. what I mean by that is, at the time when I was in the fire brigade, I mean I've got such love for the people that I particularly I was at the station with. Got such mm -hmm. love for them. And when you're in it, it, your world does become a lot smaller, and you do become part of it. And, it, and it's very special. And the team were very special. And they still are very, very special to me, all of them. And you can't you don't even really think about leaving and that sounds silly you don't really even think about it and then upon leaving everything it just changes so much my what my world now two years ago and that sounds silly me right it, i feel like that was a bit it feels like a bit of a dream it doesn't really feel like that was me not that i've changed so much but i would say that was a big lesson or a big realization to me because I think you can be in a place or be in a certain environment and think, oh, you know, oh, well, I'd never, I won't leave or fit off. No, things, and then next minute, you know, you're in a different environment and your life is completely different and there is no real, things just have changed so quickly overnight. And, you know, I'll, yeah, for, 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 for the better as well. I, don't, I hope that's making sense what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I would say it was a big rise. So if any, if you know, I would never ever now. If I was at somewhere for ten years or twenty years, mm. you'd always know that overnight you could go somewhere else, and then you're now in that area. You're now that person. That chapter's now gone. You know? Yeah, I can imagine because like this is the thing. I, 
it's one of the things which I do find very interesting with yourself, because if you're training, like train as a pro fighter, okay, you do have a team of people, but it's much more on you when you're in the fight to make sure you actually come through. You might get some advice and tips from the actual corner you're like fighting in, like yeah. from your corner. But juxtaposed to that, you're in now with a sort of team, like close to a very strong family unit where you've got to have each other's back. You've got to work as a team. If you're not damn well listening, depending on the actual circumstances, it's going to cost someone their life, either, either on that team or someone who is trapped in a perilous situation. And like going from that one extreme to another, it must have been like, it must, how can I put it must have been a tough headspace to put yourself in on a sort of regular basis. Or did you find you were, I'm Kurt the fighter, this is my persona here, and I'm Kurt the firefighter, that's my persona there? Do you know what? That's actually a, a great question. And because um, I, I did, because I, I, I used to compete at the same time. So I was in the fire brigade and I'd compete outside at, doing fire sports as well. Um, yeah. I mean, you clearly, you, you know a lot about it. You, I, can, I can tell you, maybe you've spoken to people before or you've been part of it yourself. But um, I haven't been part of it myself. Uh, like this is being a conversation, one or two conversations. I, I try to get myself into like, yeah, seeing things through other people's like point of view. I try. Oh, it's, it's, it's clear as day, it really is. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say... There was no, I, I never really felt like I was one person or one person or that. And to be honest, I actually tried to avoid that. I tried to avoid um, labeling myself as anything, tried to avoid being, oh, okay, well, I'm a, I'm a fighter or I'm a firefighter or, or I'm anything. And I, I think that's quite important to do, just, just my opinion, because I think getting attached to something, um, one, I think it limits you. I think it, I think it can limit your identity as well to a degree and limit mm -hmm. your, even your viewpoint on the world. Um, I know, or I knew quite a few fighters um, that were, were very, very dedicated, very good people, very dedicated to their craft, very, very hardworking. Uh, but they, I know they identified as being a fighter, a fighter. And nothing against that. I think that you need um, a tunnel vision to really, really go far. I mean, these guys had, I mean, I didn't have anywhere near enough, uh, as many fights as these guys, you know. These guys had lots of fights. But I always thought, you know what? I do love this. It is part of me. It's part of my life. But equally, I can also see the other routes. There's a big world, and um, you know, and, and that was a, a big, big part of it as well. So when I was in something, I was in it. Like if I had a fight coming up, I'd be like, right, I'm training for a fight. That's me. But outside of that, I'd also look at other options as well. Do you know? What, do you know what I mean? Well, I, I get, I get. It's a case of yeah, fight mode, like fireman mode, like yeah, and like doing that prep. Ooh, because like this is the thing like with regards to like your sort of shit like if i remember rightly like working in the fire service it's is it 10 days on and five days off or something like that oh so it was four four days on four days off yeah okay yeah. so huh, you know what i mean in some regards that is nice but in other regards that is not you got to be like i'm okay I yeah. got. To, I want to go on to a friend's wedding on this day. Uh, no, you can't because. Yeah, no, no. Oh, okay. Um. So, with all of this and everything like that, like 
you went through 14 years as a fireman and then you closed that chapter of your life. Like, well, did you close being a firefighter and being a fighter at the same time? Or did you close them at different times uh, in your life? Oh, no. So I closed being a firefighter in twenty in 2020. But the actual fighting chapter was, was closed for me, funnily enough. Um, so I would I had fights in, in MMA and fights in kickboxing. And I was going to turn pro as a boxer. So had, had everything set up, had a, had, a, had a fantastic coach, good sparring, good training, a good track coach. I was feeling fit. And went for a medical, but they did a brain scan. I failed the brain scan. So it, it wasn't anything bad. It wasn't anything, you know, really, um, really bad or debilitating or anything. But they found a cyst that I was born with um, in my brain. So that was the fight chapter overnight just, just closed. And in a way, in a way, it's quite fortunate, actually, because I think, and, um, and you can give me your thoughts on this as well, actually, I think a lot of people struggle with walking away sometimes from sports and they struggle with when to walk away. But for me, that chapter was overnight, just boom, that was it, it was done. So that kind of made the choice for me really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was, and then about a couple of years after that was when I left the fire brigade. Okay. Yeah, no, because like, this is the thing. I, I think anyone who's been in, well, any sort of career where it's not like a life, like you go, I've started my career as a watchmaker when I was a teenage boy and I wasn't going to die a watchmaker uh, yeah. when it comes to the realms of sport it is it is quite a small window if you look at it over the sum of someone's entire life it's yeah. like oh, yes you'll be a sports person for 25 45 possibly 30 years by the yeah. time you've gone through your youth up train but that sort of finding purpose after you've left whatever sport there is. I know some people struggle with that uh, mm. because it's a case of that sort of direction, that North star. Look, to be a fighter, like, oh, come on now. It's lots of early mornings, vigorous training, like strict diet. It's like, yeah, everything is go, go, go. You take that weight all of a sudden, that's a lot of time which just frees up. Uh, yeah. I don't know how you manage to cope with that sort of free time. Like to like, all oh, right, did you like drop? Did things drop away with regards to doing fitness or anything like that, or did you stick with it? Oh no, so I I, I stuck with it. I I've always um, always tried to stick with it. it. It wasn't as rigorous, certainly not. The sparring certainly um, certainly wasn't as rigorous. Definitely not. Uh, not having black eyes every day was, is, uh, is, is now the new norm. So definitely not as rigorous with the sparring um, and not as rigorous with certain things like track work and all that sort of stuff. But no, I, I, uh, the, the training still stuck in. It's, it's definitely part of my life. The, the fight sports and training and all of that is absolutely part of my life. And um, and you know what? I know what you're saying with people when they can get a bit uh, in gotcha and find it hard to leave and hard to know what to do. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like for those people that do struggle with that to really realise their to really realise their talents and really realise um, that there's a lot of transferable things that they can do, even if they don't necessarily make it in a sport or if they have to leave a sport early. You know, all that discipline, all that hard work, they can do. You know, they can really, really crush a lot of other things. Don't, what do you reckon? 
Oh, well, I do believe that's true. But like, this is the thing. If someone came to you, like went, yeah, I've been like, I've been in this sport for X amount of time. I've done this for X amount of time. What would be sort of like a key piece of advice apart from, yeah, there's a lot of discipline you can like apply to other things. What would be like, yeah, one of the things you're like, um, maybe you should do this or maybe you should do that. Okay, so if they've been forced to leave in some way, or if they if they've had to retire early or or something like that, I would straight away. Um, yeah, for me, for me, gratitude was a was a huge, huge, huge element um, for me. Mm-hmm. I thought because because a few people at the time they were like, you know, so I've been training since eleven years old. And what was I at the time? Maybe twenty nine or something like that. And it was it was cut. It was cut. And being being a being really honest, I mean, I definitely didn't achieve my goals technically. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to win, fight on big shows, and, and win things, and I didn't do it. But you know what? I thought, how I have, how the hell can I even possibly for a second even be annoyed? I couldn't possibly for a second be annoyed. I think, you know what? I'm healthy. I'm young. I'm incredibly, incredibly lucky to have this life that I've got. So, so to me, gratitude was was just number one. I thought I, I, I wouldn't let it get me down because I thought just not doing a sport right i'm still i'm still so lucky compared to compared to others in the world so i didn't i, I would say i'll just you know in a, in a non-abrasive way try and remind them just to just to always remember you know that there's so many other things they can do and what advice i'd give to them i would say well if they love the sport i think that they'd have a, a fantastic i know it sounds quite obvious but coaching would be would be great for any sport you know there's a there's a, a lot of there's a lot of room for a good coach, for a nice, a, a good, experienced coach. There's always room. People would assume that there'll be loads of them, but there, there really aren't that many in sports. Have you, have you, have you done sports before, Miwa? Have you trained and done sports before? Uh, this is the thing. I know my way around the weight room. And like this, is, like back in the day, I did play American football for a short period of time. Did you really? Uh, yes. Uh, let me see. It was the London like Capitals. Yeah. So yeah, we were okay. at Finsbury Park, uh, like yeah, playing there. So yes, I was a cornerback. Uh, like yeah, one one of my sort of more famous moments was like yeah, there was this guy on our team uh, called Simon. Like okay. yeah, six foot like six foot five. He was like this is we were nineteen at the time. He was six foot five. Like he weighed something like two hundred and forty pounds, and like yeah. He came up to me and my friend, Ed, and he went, yeah. He goes, you're two ugly sons of bitches. And we, we both looked up at him. And went, Fair enough. <laughs> like, Off you come. <laughs> it was like, yeah, you kind of like, um, yeah. Was a- he, he was the second fastest person on the team. Insane. Oh, my God. What happened to him? What, what happened to him in the end? I don't know, you know, like it was one of those things when we sort of drifted away from, like when I drifted away from the team, uh, a lot, like it's not like today where you had Facebook and all of that to sort of keep in contact. It was just like, yeah, he, I think he may have went off to America, maybe did like, yeah, some stuff out there on the college circuit. Okay. Uh, But you got to understand like, yeah coming from the UK to go to America, it is a little bit, well, it was tough. It was okay. tough to do uh, because there's a lot of talent out there, especially, yeah, you, what you might call fast here will be quite slow over there. So, you know. Okay, okay. yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Their training's from like, 
11, 12 years old, they're in the weight room and all that over there, aren't they? It's crazy. Absolutely, absolutely. But like, you know what I mean? Like when you say people can like get into coaching and like, you know what I mean? That is like, you know, it sounds like a coaching. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Why not help lift the next generation up? Why not help potentially find the next champions out there? 100%. And also, you know, you might have put things in the back. You might have suppressed things in the back that you that you think, you know what, I should have, I should really work on that. Like you get these guys in the military, for example, that leave and they end up in, in the city doing, you know, work with numbers and working in finance and stuff, you know, it might be worth exploring these little hidden talents that, that you've never allowed to flourish because you've always been training, you've always been in the gym, you know, it's, it'd be nice to, uh, yeah, explore those talents, I'd say. I am curious, like with regards to, as you mentioned, yeah, people in the military and like, yeah, they might be working with numbers and stuff like this. That's like a talent manifesting in a surprising way. Um, When, like, did you have anything like that happen to you when you like went, okay, fighting's no longer an option or like after you went, hey, the fire service is like no longer an option, like I'm done. Did that manifest in any interesting way, shall we say? You know, I was at the time I was studying a degree. So at the time I was, um, I was doing my degree to be an osteopath. So really that prior to, prior to the, uh, the fighting counseling and the fire brigade counseling, I was at university studying and my degree was a five-year degree. So I qualified in, in 2020, which was when I left the brigade. So at the time, really any, any spare time that I then had, I just absolutely then went, you know what? Okay. So fighting's off the cards. I'm not going to get my titles. I'm not going to edit my big shows. not going to have my moment, but what I am going to do is I'm going to then put every bit of energy I can into, into the clinic and into, and into my development and into setting something up that, you know, we can really, can really take off in London. Right. Okay. Right. So five year degree, like, okay before you like found out about this. So you had like, you seem like you're, well, you're coming across as a person who always has some type of little backup plan uh, going on in the background. I might be wrong, you tell me. Oh, I would say, yeah, I, I, think, that, I think that's a fair, I, I'll, I'll definitely say that's a fair, um, fair thing to say. I think backup plans can can almost be labeled sometimes as a, as a as a negative or anything like that. But I can I really think that that there is absolutely room for for both things. So in just in my example, I was working in the fire brigade, as you know, four days on, four days off. Um, so on my days off, I was also doing fight training, but I wasn't fight training for 12, 18 hours, 16 hours of a day. Do you know what I mean? I was fight training for maybe four hours of a day. So there's always room for other stuff. There's always room for, you know, I've, I've got voids to fill. So I think, right, okay, well, why not, why not um, explore other options? Why not see what else is out there? Not because you're necessarily planning on failing, but because, you know, things happen. And also, why not, why not get things, why not try other things along the way? So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why not try other things on the way i know this is like as i have this conversation i feel like you've got maybe one or two other things like percolating as well like i won't press you for them but like i just get that vibe <laughs> do you what do you what about yourself like what do you you obviously have this podcast you are. yeah 
which is uh, it's fantastic. It's lovely speaking to you. Um, and what what are your sort of interests and and uh, things at work? You obviously train. Uh, what else what else happens? Basically, look, um, I work during the day, like work in sales, uh, event sales. So yeah, that keeps well that keeps money coming in and mm. me out of, like out of mischief. Um, as my lady would like, oh, yes, yeah, you need that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, my lady and my kid, yeah, so that's all cool. Uh, but, yeah, with the podcast as well, with training, uh, yeah, I, I keep myself busy. But, yes, but the podcast, uh, one day, this will hope, like, this will be the mainstay. But that's most probably long term. 100%. Why not, right? 100%. Yeah. yeah. This is the thing. My thing is it's going to take time for me to get there. There is going to be a lot of things I need to like improve like on my sort of skills of being a podcaster, because like, this is the thing. Some people like, go, yeah, holding a conversation. Everyone talks, everyone has a conversation, but there is a certain skill to it. Some people can have a conversation. They can talk well. They like, yeah quite eloquent and like, yes, be able to ream off a verse or two. Other people, yeah, you have to like claw at them, prod them, push them. Uh, but it'll be like, yeah. So tell me about your life. My life was good. Your life was good. No, that would that'd be about it. So okay. uh, yeah, just like, um, yeah. So you're an astronaut. You went into space several times. Yeah, so, yeah it was very exciting. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So okay. There, is a, there is a lot I need to learn. And look, even though I've done, yeah, this podcast episode is 279. Um, yeah, uh, by all means, like, hey, thank you. Uh, you're making this job easier. But like, yeah, but there is a lot of, like, by the time I get to God knows what episode and shuffle off this mortal coil, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll be uh, getting on the realms of being on some decent level and taking it forward from there, you know? Mate, well, mate what, why not, right? Why, why not? Why not? Absolutely, why not? absolutely. 100%, 100%. I look forward to seeing that day. I really do. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. Uh, uh, if you see me in the, like, South London area, I'm, I'm sure I'll come in uh, for, a, like, quick wait station. So, yeah. Mate, have a, you can come in for a complimentary session, mate. It'll be a pleasure to have you in my clinic. It would absolutely be a pleasure. Anytime. Mate. You hear that complimentary? It's like, hey, you didn't go. Hey, I've got you, man. <laughs> I've got you. you know, man, no, like, you're in one time. Now, okay, you enjoyed that session? It was great. Yeah. Well, here's the plan you can sign up for. No, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, not that type of complimentary. No, just, uh, you know, just pop in. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you in. <laughs> Brilliant. Like, this is the thing. Like, no, recently... I have just run the London Marathon. And look, uh, yep, I've got the little medal. As have a look, you got the medal. Yes. Medal, yeah. yeah. It's been sitting on my desk, but you've run a marathon as well. I am, look, <laughs> I am, I am curious. How, like, how did you train for it? Look, because look, you're, you're a jacked individual, very jacked individual. And yeah. How did you train for it and how long did it take you? Thank you, firstly. And uh, my training for it was, okay, so my track, I put the marathon, it was five weeks. So essentially I 
Yeah, I wanted something to, I wanted like a sporting thing to do. All right, so it was in probably, when was this, 2019, I think, 2019. And okay. do you know what? What? what like, I want something to, I competed in uh, strongman and fight sports and bits and pieces. And I was like, right, okay. So I've not done a marathon yet. And I know I can run a marathon. I know I can run a marathon. So I was like, right, when's the next marathon? So I went on the website. There's like a big marathon website. And there was a marathon up in Hull. I'm trying to say it correctly. H-U-L-L. Hull? Hull? Hull. Yeah. Hull. In, in the north of England. A lovely little town, actually. A lovely little town. And uh, so yeah, I just put the marathon. Right. It's a lovely little town. Yeah. <laughs> People might not know it, but it's a... Uh, I literally put the marathon, mate, and I went up there, just, just drove up there five weeks. So the training was, I just kept doing what I was doing. At the time, I was doing a bit of Olympic lifting. So I did some Olympic lifting and some, I added some hill sprints. And then I did a couple of long runs. So I did like a 10-mile run. That was probably my longest run. And I went up and did it. And I, did, I just, it, the time was, uh, the time was, <laughs> what was it? It was like five hours, 11, right? So, and the, the whole marathon, because it's not like, it's not like the London Marathon. So there was, it was lovely. There was all, all people out on the streets giving you sweets, people in their pajamas and stuff, giving you sweets. It was quite nice. But yeah, there was a, that was a, it, we were, there wasn't thousands of people behind me. I was like one of the later ones. So yeah, finished the marathon and uh, that was it. That was it, done it, yeah. Okay, like with, okay. With a training regime, which I can just simply say, <laughs> you, did it faster than, you did it faster than I did. Like I did it in five hours, like 24 or something like that. But nice. yeah. But you did, it. You did it. Yeah, did it. But okay. Olympic lifting, some sprints and a ten, like a couple of 10 mile runs. Okay. I, that is, that's some bold choices right there. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I thought I'm not going to get much fitter. I'm not going to get much fitter prior uh, in five weeks' time. So I'll just I'll just do I'll do as many sprints as I can to try and get my my legs my legs up and my my anaerobic tank up, and then I'll just go up there and just try. Yes, yeah, but that's the other thing. Underscore five weeks. Five weeks. <laughs> no, because like that is mental. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah you know what I, I like that just like you know what i need something to do yeah what are you gonna do do a marathon <laughs> Is that kind of... I, I i can i can sense a number of people went are you crazy are you mad <laughs> is that guy yeah maybe uh, I, I i think so i think maybe a couple of people did um I, but yeah I, I just knew i would if I if I'm gonna run it, I'll fit, I'll I'll finish it. I'll finish it. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Now, basically, now this takes me on to my next thing. Like, okay, doing a chat, like you seem to be up for a challenge to do a number of different things. Now, you leave like fighting that ends, like you leave the fire brigade, and like yes. A marathon in its own right itself. You go out and you decided to become a business owner. What, what brought you to that decision to start your own business? Not you could have decided to just work somewhere else. 
rather than, you know what I mean, start something yourself. No, um, and, I, and I have to say as well, I have to um, big up myself. I've got a co-founder, so I can't take all the credit for this. So I have to big up my co-founder as well. Um, I essentially, yeah, I, I went and was working at a company, a physio company. I was shadowing um, a, a Rebecca. Rebecca's my business partner. And that was it. I knew from, I, but you know what? I knew when I was at university that, I wanted to, to do this in, in my way. I wanted to have my own, uh, my own way of treating and my own business that I, could then, that I could then forge and I could then grow and I could then take responsibility for. So I think it, to me, it was like more than the next chapter. I think I spent a lot of my, I spent most of my life at that point always working for, for someone, which is fine. It's, ab- it's absolutely fine. I, there's definitely, pro, um, definitely advantages and, and, and cons to both, right? But for me, I just thought, you know what? This is something that I've, I've not explored yet, owning the business, running the business. Quite looking forward to the learning element as well that, mm. that goes along with it. So it's more that. It was more, one, I want to have control of it. And, and two, I also want to absolutely just jump into the deep end and do a lot of learning along the way and go from there. So that was mainly mainly decisions that, that falls down. I'm glad, I'm glad. Okay. Like, yeah. uh, you say lots of learning. What would, you, like, what would you say you like you learned yourself and potentially you and your business partner rebecca learned together i would say that i i learned myself okay so i would say more the 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 operation side of the business so things like the numbers things like the uh things like all of the the marketing things like the systems there's a lot of it's just countless countless hours of, of just learning and talking to people and and asking questions and, and watching courses and just being absolutely obsessed with it, which I am really, to be honest. Um, so I'll say the operations side of the business was, was a big learning point and, you know, working with and leading people because I would say my environment that I was in in my, in my last job was, 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 was certainly advantageous in so many ways, but in another way, you are definitely in your own, in your own world, which is great. And then, and then you, leave and things are things are definitely different just in terms of people's people's mannerisms how you speak to people everything it's, it's completely different which is, is, is definitely a good thing but big i'd say a big learning like how you could how you could act there is, is completely different to how how you'd act here so yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. big learning yeah and what would you say now you're working with a business partner yeah now, yeah. what would you say you've learned together with Rebecca? Because, hey, it's a, it's a relationship, uh, to say the least, which, let's just say, you've, you've got a business baby, which has a number of people working for it, which yeah. has definitely a lot of overheads and costs. Yeah. Uh, in, let's just say, not the cheapest city in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd, so what have I learned with my business partner? What have I learned with? Okay. She'll be listening. I would say, I would say, I would say to definitely, you have to have your eyes, particularly on, on, on numbers. You have to, you have to really, you can easily take your eyes off things and get pulled in different directions. And I think you really have to have your eyes on number one, the numbers, and be absolutely strict. Like I'm quite stringent with processes and routines. Like I think that has to be a case because before you know it, things can just 
run amiss. Like if you don't have certain ways of cleaning the rooms, I know it sounds silly. You can, I can assume that things are automatic, but I would assume that things might automatically be said, that things might automatically be done or things might automatically be put away or paid for or this, that and the other. And before you know it, me, what a month goes by and this hasn't been paid or this hasn't been done or this hasn't been. So I would say that's definitely been a big learning process to not be in any way um, slack with things. Not that I'm a slack person, but it can happen. It can happen. And to have everything, almost everything systemized and everything um, vocalized, you know, you can't make any assumptions that something's going to be said or done or paid for or anything like that. It has to literally be, now I know, you know, when you go into a toilet and it, and, um, and by the way, this is in no way talking about, I mean, I've got an incredible team. This isn't even about my staff or anything. Um, but you know, you go to Twitter, it says, please wash your hands. Yes. And I always thought, oh, yeah, okay. You know, please close the door behind. It's like, yeah, obviously, of course, right, of course. But it's things like that because, you know, you, you have a million things going on at one time. Little things get forgotten. And before you know it, those little things, they add up. They really, really do. And then it equals a loss in some way, shape or form. So I would say that's definitely something. It's something that I'm still working on anything that I can try and put into some kind of system or have some kind of uh, written process for I'm, I'm trying to do that mm, no I hear you like because like this is the thing um how many people on your team is it about six or people on your team or so oh yeah so we've got we've got two fantastic receptionists we've got um and we've got myself Rebecca as directors and then we've got six uh we've got six in the team six uh, full-time staff fantastic amazing. yeah 10 people like 10 like 10 people all working together like okay people often think yeah no worries bam ah oh, i'll just say this and it'll happen but it doesn't work like that because when you say it one way to one person they might pick it up you say it to another person it will completely go over their head and yeah you say it like to another person they're like i've got it totally down and yeah. They will do things all in their own way. But if like one person might nail it, another person might miss a little bit here. Another person might miss a little bit here. And just that sort of level of service, which you need to have at a sort of consistent level, starts to thread away quite quickly. And you go, right, it's just 10 people. If it was two people, you can get away with it three yeah. people yeah, you might be able to when you get to five no and every time you add a person on top of that it just sort of gets worse and a little bit more complicated like putting systems and best practices into play is what i'd say most probably one of the hardest things most people who start businesses uh have to figure out and if they don't figure them out, unfortunately, those, I don't think they're businesses for uh, a long time. Uh, and they fall by the wayside. Uh, I don't know, like you may, you may have seen a lot more than I. I'm, look, I'm a humble podcaster, uh, what, like chatting to you across the networks. Yeah. No, mate, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm sure you've seen a lot as well. I, um, I, I would absolutely agree with what you just said completely. Um, completely agree with what you just said. I think, I think it it for me, it changes it from a being self-employed or working for yourself to a business, and that's the transition that I think 
that's where systems come into play anyway. You know, something mm. where potentially you could look at having it in, in one or two or four clinics or something like that. And that's how I'm thinking. That's how I'm thinking. Yeah, nice. so I couldn't agree more of what you just said. Is that what you found from, from your time as well with people? Uh, this is the thing. I, like, I've spoken to a number of people who've had successful businesses and who haven't had successful businesses. And I think when people go, oh, it's about just being organized, it's one of those things, a business, no matter what, once it gets up to scale, there is so many sort of moving parts and so many small things, as you say, can go wrong. And it's like, this is the thing. If you look at the human body, for instance, mm. okay, you can like, more times than not, the surprising thing is, the thing what kills people the most are the small things which you don't actually see coming. You go, oh, an aneurysm here. Like, yeah, like there was a little twinge there and everything fails. Like when it comes to like, yeah, this person was hit by a truck or something like this. That's a lot of trauma, but they sort of shake it. Like you see a lot of people like randomly shake it off, mm. but it's the small things. It's the little details which will take you down more times than not when it comes to like, well, human body or in like, yeah, business or life, you know? Could not agree more. Couldn't agree more. And I think it comes in two forms. I think it's the small details that can either accumulate over time into something a bit bigger or just the small details by themselves. I think people notice the small things. I think they notice the small things um, when they're being done. And I think people notice the small things when they're not being done as well. And, um, and yeah, I, I mean, do you, when you go somewhere, if you go somewhere, me, well, you, would you notice, you know, would you notice something's not consistent? Would you notice something, you'd notice the little things or would you, would you sort of it, pick up on it? It comes down to like, if I've been there a number of times, like yeah. if, I, if I've gone to a place, say like three or four times and there's always been like a certain way it's always been done there might be certain things are like, oh, wait a second, that's not right. And depending on what that thing is, it might be like, that's something different. I might brush it off. If it's something which I go, yeah, it kind of directly affects like my sort of experience in that place or changes my experience in that place, then it's more like, yeah. And it could change it in, a negative way or a good way and if it goes negative then it kind of like oh okay i go right i've had a good experience three times before this one time it might be one off but if yeah. i go back again and it happens again i'm like going right it starts to make me go was the first three times i got lucky or is this the sort of consistent pattern yeah. Uh, and I don't like in this sort of fickle world like me I'll give like I'll give a place a chance for a period of time but in this fickle world with many a person I think if it doesn't kind of hit those marks uh straight away I think they like a lot of people like oh yeah I don't need that I'm done and so I um, move on swiftly which yes sometimes you can't go that, that's not fair but that's uh, that's human nature in some regards, you know. Hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah. So, 
with this, like how, like how, like with this, do you, like how do you pick people to sort of like have that sort of same ideal, have that sort of same standard? How, like, because you've gone from, okay, either being employed or self-employed, now you're like, yeah, building that team. How did you manage to sort of like go, this is the qualities I'm looking for with regards to building that team? Definitely a lot of a lot of self-reflection, a lot of the values. Uh, we, we, lit, we took a lot of um, self-reflection to really, really get our values aligned on this because I think values are every, I think values are, are everything really. I think they're the absolute foundation. So mm-hmm. it was a lot of right, okay, looking at okay, right, what would I want? Um, I spent so many hours as well going through uh, looking at other companies in, in various ways and looking at, okay, what are, what are they doing that's right? What are they doing that that's not delivering? You know, where's the gap? I'd uh, speak to so many people, did a few surveys and stuff and, and really, really tried to find those little bits that were missing and then align those with my own goals and, and Rebecca's own goals as well so that we could then go, right, okay, well, this is what we want to create. This is what we stand for and this is what's missing. And then those goals and our brand values, we then use those and we utilize that as part of our interview process and part of our application process to then to then uh, to then try and find the people that are going to uphold uphold those values and to try and um, you know uphold those standards as well. So that's that's really what we're trying to do. That, that's the absolute foundation for us are the values. And then from that we can we can build off and take over London. That's the plan. Well, hey, I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can. Uh, dare I ask, like, yeah, with like with this process, you like put uh, many of your team members, all of your team members, through. Like, has like has it sort of highlighted some people that shouldn't be? Oh, one hundred percent. Only definitely on the interview process, but then they, uh, they unfortunately they didn't. didn't um, get through onto the onto the team uh, but no uh, 100% and that's that's exactly the reason why uh, why we wanted to do that because we wanted to see early see early on you know what uh, what people were about I think it's I think it's just and, and it still needs you know still needs um, finessing still needs updating as always but yeah, yeah for sure that it, it, it certainly highlighted a lot of people that, that turned up yeah so, okay yeah. I see ah. <laughs> I am curious. Like now, you've started your business, and like, yes, you need to get the word out there. So, what sort of methods or like have you been using to sort of get your like, like your business out there, getting some attention uh, for yourself and Rebecca, and yeah, the rest of the team. So it was a real, it was a real sort of phased approach. I, I, I went right. Okay, so. I, Spent a lot of time trying to research it, and I spent, I downloaded a few courses, did a good couple of hundred hours just trying to learn Google Ads, Facebook Ads, etc. So mm. tried a lot with the Google, with Google Ads and Facebook Ads. They've changed a lot though, even over the last couple of years. Meanwhile, they've got quite pricey, quite expensive over a short, uh, short space of time, and yes. the value you're getting from them, it's it's questionable. But so it was Google ads, Facebook ads, and then SEO, which we're quite lucky. We've got quite a lot of good, um, good reviews from our clients, which is quite nice. So that helps with the local SEO. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also set up email marketing as well. Uh, we have some SMS marketing. Um, we tried influencer marketing, which in- interestingly wasn't incredibly successful. Uh, or wasn't what I thought it would be like, let's just say. Uh, we've, um, 
Uh, <laughs> we've had, we've utilized, I'd you say. You don't want to swear, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were good. They were nice enough people, you know, particularly, um, yeah, but, yeah. Um, so we, what was it? What was it? Ah, but social media, social media was always the thing for me. It was always at the bottom of the, always at the bottom of the pile. Because I always thought, well, number one, I wasn't particular. I'm not a particularly big social media type sort of person, so to speak. Right. And also, I thought, you know what? I don't think it would have the biggest effect in reach and in marketing as the other paid channels, right? Um, but over time, I was like, right, we went, worked our way through the list, worked our way through the list, and social media is there. And I'm thinking, do you know what? Not only do we need to do it really for a marketing stuff, it's more just for people to know our brand. We've got no real, at this, at, at this point, with a physio clinic, we're a physio company. And I really feel like we've got to get the team out. I mean, I'm not just saying this, the team are fantastic. They're just really good people. Uh, they've got good hearts. They're, they're, they're very hard workers. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not just, I don't just want to show them off. I also want to get them out as part of the brand. I want to make them feel part of the brand and I want to show people the brand. And so I've been hitting the social media uh, quite, quite hard lately. I want to get as many posts out as I can um, every single day and just try and just flood it and, um, and go from there and help and help people help people on the way as well. It's quite, do you know what? It's quite nice meanwhile when you get a message saying, Oh, you know, I've, I've did this stretch. I did this exercise and I'm feeling great. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's actually genuinely good to hear. It's really nice. Yes, look, I, look, I am looking at your social media, like the old Tiki Talk. Uh, well, I should say the young Tiki Talk. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Are you on TikTok, Are You on TikTok? Uh, I'll put it this way like, I, look, like, I was, like, I am on TikTok, but like, the thing with TikTok is I had an account before and then, like, it just, Got locked out of it for no apparent reason. Okay. Uh, and then basically I was like, oh, okay. And like, so I started again. So yeah. So it's like, you know what I mean? TikTok is all cool, but yeah, I need to, like, I haven't, like, this is a thing with TikTok. Sometimes I look at TikTok and go, it's, it's a good, good little ego boost at times, but then it doesn't really sort of like give you this sort of realm of, consistency it's up it's down and you just there is no way of like going do i need to do x what am i doing wrong am i doing x y or z wrong but i need to sort of like sort of sit down and study it uh, a little bit more uh there's a guy called alex homozi uh oh, yes. yeah yes. yeah yeah i basically he's like come on to the scene over the last sort of, I would say year and a half, two years. And like, yeah, with his sort of exposure on YouTube, um, Instagram and TikTok, he's really sort of made an impact. And I like, yeah, I think he like hires people in to help him with his TikTok side of things. Uh, but like, yeah, sort of copying, no, not so much copying, but sort of like, yeah, seeing if there's a sort of particular run of techniques uh, what is commonplace in his posts and see what happens from there. Because it's not just a trick. It comes down to the content, but how you present that content. 100%. And um, going back to your point that you made about when it would be the up and down with the posts, I think that's quite interesting uh, because I think that's apparently that's the era that we're 
sort of moving into is in a way that's quite a nice test because if I put a post out and it's got 100 views or 100 views and, you know, bearing in mind any other things like a new account or whatever, it might just be that that post wasn't particularly great or that that post wasn't made uh, great. And if a post gets uh, 500 views, it'd be like, okay, well, why did, what did they like about that post? Was it the content? Was it the, the way I filmed it? Was it what I said? Was it how I said it? Anything like that. And then the next post you put out, that gets 50 views. And it's like, okay. So I, I almost see it as a bit of like, this is kind of testing as well. And maybe along the way, you get into your own little flow. That's what I'm sort of thinking. Maybe there's going to be, maybe the method will get, or maybe the content will be, told not told to me maybe i'll learn what content people will like just by putting the stuff out do you know what i mean yeah are you a little bit surprised at the fact not so much the marketing side of things but like yes how involved you have to be now with the marketing with regards to sort of filming having to know that sort of skill set whereas you went okay i did like Google ads, I did Facebook ads, the rate of return is that much lower. And now you're like, um, yeah, I'm now putting stuff on TikTok. I'm putting stuff on Instagram. Hey, you got stuff on Pinterest for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Uh, to like get that sort of like attention. Uh, whereas if we went back, say, 10 years, yeah, Facebook might have been it. And yeah, Google might have been there or it'd be putting in coupons in like, yeah, for like the local, whatever, around your area to get that sort of attention, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it surprising? Is it surprising? Yeah. Do you know what? I've, Cause I've got no real, cause I've got no, no thing to compare it to. Cause I've got no real, um, original place to compare it to like mm-hmm. i can't say oh well 10 uh, 10 years ago i had to do this now i have to do this so mm. i would say it's uh no nah, I, I would say it's not really surprising i think it's quite interesting how how it has how it has changed i think it is quite yeah. interesting how over the time now it's all about you know the person particularly whether they're a founder or part of the company or a staff member getting out there i think that's quite quite an interesting change but no nah, i i think um no, no, I'll, I'll pretty, I'm, you know, it kind of goes back to the, the thing before about the differences and the, and the, and the changes and stuff and trying not to, to, I'm not going to let any, what's the word I'm looking for? I, if, if it has to be done, I'll just, I'll just, just do it. I'll just do it. Sorry, me. Well, I don't have that, I don't have that came across the wrong way. Um, no, I, I just see it as, you know what? It's almost like a responsibility. Just the same way that I, had to do Google before or something. Now I'll, I'll do this, you know. Um, and like, as it happens, I'm enjoying doing it, which I thought I feel very lucky. Really, I feel very, very lucky. The fact that it's actually quite an enjoyable thing to do. I never really thought I'd enjoy it. If I'm being honest, um, I thought, oh no, nah, I'll, I'll just do it because it's social media. You know, it's not really me, but I'll do it. But as I'm getting more and more into it, uh, you know, if anyone is actually finding that content useful, then then I, I quite enjoy that aspect of it. I quite enjoy yeah. it. Like what I like about you, sir, I got to say this, it's okay. You've got a no excuses attitude uh, to things because like, this is the thing. uh, There are a number of people which were like, yeah, okay. um, Do the ads of like this. 
no, that's not really me. Or if do this, no, that's not really me. It's like, okay, it, you got like, yeah, you know what? Uh, let's just do it. Let's get like, let me learn this skill. If I if I got the skills to do it, great. If I don't, I will get someone in. But I'm not going to find the excuse not to do it. But yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Everyone else, everyone is out to save a shekel or two. If you can do it yourself, yeah. uh, do it yourself in the beginning, uh, get up and running. And then when it comes to a point where it's taking too much time and it might be turning a little bit of cash, you, know, you get someone else to do it. So you free up the most valuable resource, but you know, no excuse, fella, uh, from what I can tell. Mate, uh, very kind words. I, I... I appreciate that. That's a, that's definitely a compliment to me. So I appreciate you saying that. Hey, no worries. No worries. I have to ask now with regards to what, like everything you're doing right now, where would you like this journey to take you? So I would love this journey to take, uh, I would say the clinic, I would, I'd love for it to become First of all, I'd like the brand to be known as the absolute go-to place. I want us to be like the Equinox. Equinox is like a gym chain. Like I want us to be that of, of clinics in London. That's the goal. If someone goes, oh, you know, I'm in pain, my neck's hurting, my back's hurting, I want all types of people to go, oh, I'm going to one body, or I'm going to go to one body, or you should go to one body. That's mm. where I want this to, to go. And I want it to be built on nothing less than just than just good care good care honest care um nothing to do with egos nothing to do with trying to to rip people off or anything like that just just good stuff that helps people in london i want to build the, uh, four or five hubs throughout london and then from there i mean in my mind i'm thinking you know what international that will be the that will be the plan i can see that happening but and I think that could come alongside building an online online brand as well. So or an online brand for one body. But you know what, Miwa? I would, I would love to. I want to see to see the whole. It's going to sound very. Uh, this is going to sound very cheesy in a way. But I would genuinely love to see the whole team um, thrive as well. I'd love that. That's that's in my sort of vision. I'd like to see people that are part of this doing well as well. So uh, that's definitely a big motivation for me, I'd say. I, I want this to, to grow, but I want everyone to grow with it, the clients, the team, everyone like that. So yeah, we'll take, we'll, we'll take over London first. That's the goal, to uh, take over the London healthcare scene and then and then go from there. Right, I see. Because like, this is the thing, one, like, one of the challenges with being in London is finding the appropriate space uh, at the, well, at the appropriate price, because like you're in Tower of London, uh, more. Bridge, sort of way. yeah, uh, yeah. How did it take you? How long did it take you to find that space? You know what? It was so when we came here before, we were at a gym down the, uh, in the basement floor. The, uh, excuse me, in the basement was a basement gym, mm. and we were there in 2020. And then from there, um, unfortunately, the gym closed. And then we then went up, we found a space, literally there was a spare office going in another part of the, there's a big complex, it's like a lovely little complex here. There's a spare office there. And then there was a floor going, there was a whole floor, which we've now taken and, and, and renovated now. So it, it took a while, it took about a year or so, the whole process, right? But you know what, Miwa? It, I can't ever, 
I can't ever downplay luck, luck or, and, and, and you know, because it, it's quite easy to sort of say, oh, opportunity, hard work and, and, and that sort of stuff. But you know what? Things, just being in the, in the sort of right places, working hard. And then I think there is an element of, of luck to this as well. You know, I, I'm not going to, you know, the, the room, excuse me, the floor that was available is, is fantastic. Turns out that my uh, my best friend he he is also a a he was also in the fire brigade. He also left as well to set up. Um, he's a fantastically talented builder, carpenter, renovator. So my best friend um, came in and and his project was to build this amazing clinic, which he's done well for us. So yeah, you know I can't sit here and say oh it was all this. It, you know it was work, but also the stars the stars have aligned for us. So yeah. Stars have aligned luck. Like this is the thing. I would say, yeah, in any sort of like project or endeavor you go into, you do need an element of luck because there is like you cannot prepare for everything because even if you prepared for 99.99% of everything to go a certain way, let's just say, okay, the gym you worked like you were in before 2020 hit mm, no one saw that coming you know what i mean yeah. like so and no one like before then i'm gym being closed for all of that mm, no and look i can't remember that online fitness guy uh because he was on uh, uh what's his name like he was because of the pandemic he went from is it joe wicks or something like that oh uh the 15 second guys. Is he 15 second? 15 mils? Mil leaning leaning 15. Joe Wicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, basically, he was doing well beforehand. Pandemic hit. And like, yeah, he went from, oh, I don't know what his following was beforehand, but like, yeah, to being literally a household name here in the UK when it comes to the realm of fitness. You yeah. know, uh, that like tragedy for like many a person great like you know what i mean quite a fortunate like circumstance for him and people are like on what you're trying to say no i'm not saying like yeah but the situation sometimes life puts us in can be quite fortunate and yeah. it can be quite unfortunate for you like for you guys it, you landed on your feet and yeah finding a place in a year there are some people which take a good couple of years to find the space, or if they do find the space, it's definitely not at the right price. It's definitely a lot more expensive, you know? And, and do you know what it's like, Miwa? There's, um, there's some people, you know, you could, no matter what you could hand to them, they'd always find a reason to, to, to make it unlucky. You know, they'd always find a reason to put themselves in, an, in a negative situation. Do you know what I mean? I think, mm. people's, I think people's attitudes also are a big player or a big player in a lot of stuff as well and i think always being grateful always working hard and always being positive it, it it matches with these opportunities and it can kind of conspire as luck because the same person or someone else could could have been in these sort of situations and all you'd hear is just complaining or, or moaning or negative and all this sort of stuff and yeah, I think, you know, even 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 that Joe Wicks example, right? You know, I'm sure a lesser person or a different Joe Wicks would have let that ruin him. You know, mm. oh, I had all these followers, I had this, but then COVID destroyed me. But yeah. that Joe Wicks was, look, I've got all this, I've got this, 
COVID's come, what am I going to do? I, I'm going to, you know, and now it's, now COVID was one of the best things that ever happened to him. So, but was it that COVID happened to him or was that his reaction to a situation? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it comes down to a reaction to the situation, but also how like people deal with responsibility and self-reflection. Uh, I think many of the times when people turn a winning lottery ticket into like, yeah, uh, like let's just say a dog shit moment in life. Yes. Yeah. It comes down to, yeah, they're not taking responsibility at times, not having that sort of self-reflection to like, oh yeah, I've got this winning ticket. Uh, am I going to be an idiot with it? Or do I need to like, yeah, take a step back and like, yeah, assess what's going on. Because they're not going to do that self-reflection because it's like, oh, thank you very much for this winning ticket. Uh, let me be a bit of an idiot uh, or let me like, like simply go, woe is me. And I'm not trying to be harsh to these people. It's just uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think at some point in our lives, we're always like, we're all those people. That's like when it comes to certain circumstances, because like, yeah, as soon as you like go, that was never me. You remember that time when this happened and that happened? And yeah. you were like, you got, ah, like you learned from it, you grew stronger from it. And yeah, you're a better person for it today. But in that moment, yeah, you were not that sort of championship mindset. You were. Again. I couldn't agree more. I, I know everyone says that pressure forges diamonds and all that sort of stuff, and pressure builds character and situations build character. I think most of the time, situations reveal character. You know, that, that's the truth of it. I think a lot of people, um, they always think that what they would do in a situation or what they, how they would act or how they would be if I did this, boom, boom, boom. You know, I mean, we, you see it a lot, don't you? What actually happens, how people act when they are presented and put in these situations. And uh, yeah, it can, it can be quite interesting sometimes. For sure. Yeah. But like, this is the thing, look, uh, with regards to someone like yourself, like, yeah, you like, you must have seen character on more, like people's true character on a number of occasions from like, yeah, being in the ring to basically, look, yeah, fighting fires as well. Uh, that is, ooh, that is a, you most really had a hell of a lot more exposure than the average, like, human soul, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say so. So definitely interesting, definitely, certainly interesting, actually. And luckily enough, I was always part, of that, and that's why the people, even, I even smile talking about it, um, where I used to work, you know, it was, uh, we, were, we were very, very close-knit, and I was, I was very, very, fortunate to work with a lot of talented and a lot of uh, I would say honorable people and and yeah so but there were those occasions like you say where you would see things be it in a be it in uh, with, in, a, in a fight sport or be it in a in a situation in the fire brigade where yeah people particularly people that chat as well particularly people, people that chat and that vocalize and always want to be loud and always want to be funny and always want to be jovial and always want to be this I know it sounds a cliche but yeah, you know, sometimes when it comes down to it, they're, they're not always the one. And, and, I, and I think you see that a lot on social media as well. I think social media is, it gives a people a big platform to, to speak, 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 speak. And yeah, it's different now because you won't really, a lot of people can get away with just being, you know, big talkers, aren't they? they really can. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to be a stoic, 
Ah, to be a oh, stoic. Oh, 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 oh. Do you uh, would you would you consider yourself a stoic, me? Or do you do you study stoic? Uh, I, I wouldn't consider my like. I can be stoic-like, but I can like yeah, I can be an energetic person too. But it's a case of yeah, it comes down to when the moment's called for. Not, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I do. I. Code switching, I would say not so much code switching, but a case of I traverse the waters of yeah different social like circumstances and yeah ever willing to learn in any situation. So yeah, there yeah. are times where yeah, if you're the times when you're not learning is the times when you're talking. Uh so there's a lot of times where people are like oh, you don't really you talk a lot, but yeah, I do shut up and listen. It's just sometimes you don't realize I do, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's that, like, my final question, I'm going to ask you this. Now, I, I have to reveal to you, Kat, that yes, I'm a being of supreme cosmic power. Okay. And I can grant you one wish before you even say a damn word. I can see it in your eyes. Like, yeah, you can't like wish for infinite wishes. You can't. <laughs> wish. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you okay. can't like write stuff down on a piece of paper and go, I wish everything on this piece of paper comes true. And you can't wish for well peace or COVID to go away. Look, look, just to get a vaccine into this universe, I had to draw on the powers of Beyonce and Dolly Parton. That is a devil's pact I'm not going to go into again. So, <laughs> if I could grant you one wish, what would that one wish be? Why? What would that one wish be and why? It's actually a tough question. It's a tough question. What would that one wish be? Can I give a bit of a, maybe a bit of a, I don't know if it would be an appropriate answer. Um, I actually, do you know what? I'm, I feel so, I feel so grateful for the life I've had that I would honestly wouldn't have any wishes. And I genuinely mean that. I think for two reasons. I think one, I think it might actually be a bit of a, for some reason I, I've, I've had, for some reason I've had my, um, I feel like I've been incredibly lucky with, you know, people that have been around me, my mum, my life, um, even being born in London, being healthy, I've got my health. I feel so lucky that I almost feel like, how could I, sit here and 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 wish and wish for something that i feel you know i've already i've already got it and and um and i don't mean that in a in an arrogant way like look at me i don't mean it like that i mean genuinely i feel just in, incredibly grateful and you know what i can't wish for anything like success or for money because i think if it's deserved or if it's coming to me or if it's something that i should work for then i should work for it and then i should try and find a way of of doing it and and I think in that sort of process of, of maybe building this business or living a life, I think the lessons I've learned along the way would be, would be of value. So apologies, me. Well, I, I, I haven't really, I haven't got any, I haven't got any wishes, but yeah, that's, that's uh, the answer. No, no, like, no, like, no problem, Kurt. Like, sing your cop out. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, yeah. Okay. okay. No, you know what? I'm glad you've got gratitude for like, yeah, life itself. I'm glad you like see like life is a wonderful thing which you've had like fantastic opportunities presented to yourself and you're making the most of what life has given because there are so many people out there who are well they don't have that gratitude they don't have that sort of like sight to simply go yeah you know what frig i'm healthy i'm well i've got my all my mental faculty and like yeah like just being here right now breathing and talking and like being able to appreciate just a day is a blessing so you know what i mean like respect to you on that Kurt. respect because like yeah there are many people who fall short on that side of things and like hey you obviously see that apart from your cop-out ways i really like appreciate that yeah you know what i mean <laughs> yeah I, I say i say i say nothing else <laughs> Uh, like, yeah. You didn't yeah. let me have the inf infinite wishes bit, so you know you, yes, didn't, you didn't let me have that bit. So yeah, look, look this is not never-ending story. I All do right. not have that grain of sand, and like, yeah, look, this is a whole thing. Just now that you bring up the infinite wishes, come on, yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I see you, Kurt. I see you. <laughs> oh man, oh Kurt. I have no more questions to ask, but I've got to simply say this to you, sir. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. You have been a star, a legend, ah, a, a general nice chap. How can they find you out there on these interwebs? Believe you me, he's, he's out there trying to make an impression. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, firstly, thank you very much for having me. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, mate. It really has. And uh, even leading up to this, the messages and the um, the pre-talk that we had, nothing short of a gentleman. And I'm absolutely sure you're going to absolutely crush this. So, you know, let's stay in touch as well, okay? And uh, we'll do this again. It'll be a pleasure. I'd love to do it again. By all means, I'll put all his social media links, all the ways you can get in contact with Kurt into the show notes. So, yeah, please get in contact with him. Like, yeah, let's see where he can take you and let's see how far this gentleman can go. But, yes, let me say this to you, my friends, my life warriors. Thank you for sticking with us up until the end of the show. Please stay well, stay safe, be awesome, be excellent, be fantastic. Be all the positive bees you can be in this world and then some. And remember, guys, keep moving forward. Peace. And we are...